Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat all right, it's that time of week again, the time that we make your awesome life even more awesomer. That's right, awesomer is a word, in case you didn't know that. If you think that awesomer is not a word, you're the dummy, not me. And I am Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat, and along with me is... Yeah, you bet your ass. That's right. It's, it's, that's who it is. It's... How you doing? Not too shabby. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I just woke up, and it's uh, 7 at night. And, uh, yeah, man, so it's the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We got a really good one this week, but aren't they all great? That's true. They uh, are. Of course. And we got uh, somebody, uh, we got two special people that's going to be on the show. Not just one, but two. But we'll get into both of them after we get done with the news and... To me, the most important news is, of course, if I'm involved in it, you know it's the most important, you know? And I am involved in this one. And that is the the release of Thrasher Dies Melting Your Skull was released earlier than expected. It was supposed to be released November 1st. And it just so happens that last Friday, we just had a gig in Miami. It was just, you know, just a gig. Because we haven't played Miami in so long. Excuse me, I'm about to cough. <coughs> and um, so, Friday, uh, the day of the gig, I get a call from Miami Tape. Those are the distribution, the guys that, that uh, printed the CD. They called me at 4 p.m. saying, hey, we got your CDs. <coughs> and I was like, holy crap. Oh, man. All right, I'm on my way now. Miami Tape is not, it's more than an hour away. I mean, without traffic, I could have made it fine. But 4 p.m., Friday, and Miami Tape's all the way on the other side of, you know, like, it's far from me. So I'm in traffic, and I'm fucked. There's no way I can make it to 5 p.m. So I call him up, and Miami Tape was nice enough to wait for me, and I got there at 5.30. Yeah, it took me 90 minutes. If there was no traffic, I could have been there easily in, like, 35 minutes. So it's an hour held me back. So anyway, uh, long story longer, I got there and I got the CDs, all of them, and I threw in all, it's a thousand copies, which don't worry, I'll sell them all. And I threw them all in my car. Band didn't know I had them, you know, and uh, I surprised them all. And we had what was supposed to be a regular show. We turned it into a CD release party. And... Everybody that's got this CD, number one, I haven't heard one negative thing about it. And the odd thing about this is that everybody has a different favorite song. And if you want your copy, it's available now at www.miamimetalmerchant.com. And you can also pre-order the vinyl. So there's, it is going to come out in vinyl as well. This is what I got to do. I got to read these iTunes reviews. Because they're really, you know, really starting to pour in now. And i uh, got a couple I want to share with you. And I just want to say I know our favorite Kiwi, uh, James Gilman, did write an iTunes review. 
that hasn't showed up. He showed me the actual clip, and it was a nice review. Uh, hopefully it shows up later, because we did get another five-star rating without a review. So maybe uh, maybe it's just delayed. But let's get into uh, the ones that we do have. The first one is his name on here is Vincere, and I think that that's Vincent from the Facebook page. He gives us a five-star review entitled, A Metal Podcast Above So Many Others. He says, While the mainstream continues to hire people with no musical knowledge to blabber on record reviews online and in printed magazines, get ready for a treat, because Routh and Ian are the real deal. Their depth of rock and metal music knowledge spans a few eras, but they are totally up to speed on all current trends in rock and metal music. They have a great sense of humor and are refreshingly funny and not lame like a thousand other podcast hosts. They have continually capitalized, introduced me to classics and new music that I've never heard of that I really enjoy. This podcast is the highlight of my week. I like catching up on them, discussing albums and current music news and events. They will also make you take a second look at albums you might have passed over and see things you've never considered before with facts and anecdotes. Ralph and Ian got nothing to prove when they dropped their knowledge on and through the table. Not many stack up against their combined musical insight. Bravo, guys, and I look forward to the next podcast. Thanks for keeping it real and making the metal landscape much more enjoyable. Well, I, I, I really love that review. And, it, and it's, it's, a, it's, very, it's very funny that we get a review for that because I, I know you don't know about this, Ian. Because I, I brought this up on uh, uh, on uh, my page, but I didn't really get into depth. But I got attacked, like always, by douchebags online. Because you know, you know, people can't people can't take Doctor Fuck because uh, I got attacked by a Kiss nerd. Now this was this is a Kiss nerd deluxe though. Check out this guy. Oh boy, this guy says everything against what this douche just wrote. He hates the fact that we like music. He didn't actually say that, but you know what he was a complaining about? I did a review. I mean, we did a review of Space Invader, but then I did one on my own. Yes. Which became a, uh, one of the bigger reviews I've done so far on the Almost Human channel. Anyway, uh, everybody's gushing about my review, right? And all of a sudden, this guy just shows up. This, uh, by the way, is at the KissFacts.com board. Uh, and uh, this guy said about me, this is what he said. And I'm a moron because I don't remember the movie that starts one of the songs that I said that. I go, I don't know what movie it is. It's Planet Nine or something. I don't know. You know, I think it's from, from the Vortex or whatever that song was that starts the, with a, right. you know yeah. what I'm talking about, that sound what? bite. Yeah, Planet, 10 from, or Planet Nine from Outer Space or some shit. That was the name of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I think that's the one I said, and it wasn't that. But either way, even if I was wrong or right, doesn't matter. He then I then also said on the review that uh, the guy that played bass on Space Invader, I met him in New York, and he has a great band called Owl. But I can't remember his name. He attacked me for that, too. It's like, why, how, why the fuck would you do a review and not do your homework and this and that and have these facts and this and that? And I'm like, asshole. I'm not here. I'm not Terrence. That, to me, I find that shit boring, okay? I don't need fucking facts. When you come to hear Dr. Fuck and Ian Wadley, by the way, both of us, when we get together, or if I'm alone on YouTube, either way, 
We will sit there and tell you what we think from the heart. We're not going to tell you what we think from a fucking dictionary. We're not going to tell you what we think from Wikipedia. I talk about music, and that's all I talk about. How I feel about the song, what the song does for me, this and that. And that's exactly what this dude said in the review. He loves us because of our knowledge of music, but it's really our opinion, our love. You know, okay, I know sometimes Ian brings up facts, and sometimes I bring up facts, but there's times Ian says shit, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Doesn't make the song any better or worse. You know what I'm saying, Willie? Uh, Willie. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I just woke up, and let me tell you something. I have never insulted Ian more than I did right now by calling him Willie. And seriously, I am very, very, very sorry I said that. He actually, Willie's the guy that's been, right. been calling me. So anyway, uh, so here's the thing. And I also want to bring up, uh, I think I brought this up on the show. I'll make it very brief. Another guy attacked me like a couple weeks ago on uh, on the page saying, oh, if you think Monster was, no, no, he said, if you think Elder, no, 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 it was Monster. He goes, if you think Monster was good, then you must love the, the taste of pig's feet. Right. I do remember you talking about that. Okay, That's all right. Good. Well, that guy, I attacked him back. And this dude, both of them, I attacked back. And both of them apologized and said they were fucking wrong. Now, here's the thing. Okay, both of you were owned by Dr. Fuck. That's nothing new. But I will say this. Anybody out there listening, I challenge you. If you don't like me, and you don't like the way I, I review shit or whatever, I beg you to please come one-on-one -on -one with me on my radio show, the Dr. Fuck show that airs on that metal station. I will have you on the air and we will debate like gentle. Well, you can, you, you try to be a gentleman because I am going to fucking eat you raw and I'm going to explain to you why your parents suck. Okay. So that was a great iTunes review, Ian. Thank you. What was his <laughs> that name? Was, uh, that was uh, Vincent from the, uh, from the Facebook page. Thank you, Vincent. That's not the same guy we uh, drank with in New Orleans, was it? No, 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 no. Vincent's this guy's real name. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, man. So what? What else we got? But uh, yeah, I just want—I know that guy that left the review, the pig's feet thing, and uh, pig's feet just happens to be his mom's stripper name too. Oh shit! I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not surprised. True story. All right, let's get into our last review. And this is another five-star review from Smart Guy Bill Nye, and it's entitled <laughs> "From Infinity to Your Mom." Yeah. And he says, This podcast is a black Sabbath of the podcast world. It's filled with many things that make like anything ever entertaining. Hey, hey, Ian, can I stop you right there? Go ahead. I just want to say that first line was just good enough for me. Yeah. That's, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life about our podcast. Continue. Metal, check. Rock, check. Comedy, check. Mothers, check, check, and more check. And don't even get me started on the Facebook page. Because it's my Ozzy. It's the sole reason I use Facebook. Because who else would discuss any bands from Devo to Exodus to ZZ Top to your mother to D's Nuts? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no one that's as cool as the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And no, Ian, I don't bang a chick who owns a computer. LOL. Okay, I know who this is. I know who this is. Uh, I believe his name is Owen. <laughs> right. And 
he was trying to contact me about uh, how to leave an iTunes review because apparently this person, he's not a computer person, and uh, so he was having a great uh, difficulty. And I totally understand that not everybody's into all this shit. But uh, he's like, how can I do it from my phone? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, do you have an iPhone? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. But that's the only way you can do an iTunes review on your phone is if you have an iPhone. But anyway, he keeps asking me all these questions, and I'm trying to help him the best I can. And finally, I'm just like, you know, do you have a computer? He's like, no. I'm like, well, do you bang a chick who's got a computer? <laughs> uh. and, and, and apparently not, but he did learn how to, use, how to do it on his phone. And, man, I can't appreciate this anymore because not only was it an awesome review but this guy went through a lot of shit to leave us this review yeah I mean, that's, he really that's went awesome. out of his way and, and and that is not only you know what he said was great and and we appreciate it but just that you know listeners take the time to do this and once again i want to thank james gilman for leaving a review i did see the screenshot i know for a fact that he did it but for whatever reason oh um, james know, gilman yeah he, he's from australia yeah, I know. I was teasing and say he's from New Zealand, but yeah, and 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 he he bought a a, a Thrasher Die CD. Yes, and he listens to your radio show all the time. He's a great fan of the show. Yeah, yeah, and he listens yeah. to my radio show, and I've played yeah. his request here and there. So yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, James yeah. Gilman, great. You know what? I was kind of like joking around saying it's the greatest thing ever because honestly, I can't pick because his review was so awesome. But the one before it was, I think it was just they both connect in awesomeness. And uh, I can't tell you one's better than the other. They're just both. I give both those reviews five stars. Right. Oh, no, no. Awesome. Awesome. And we, re and we really thank you. We really do. All right. Well, that's it for uh, iTunes reviews. Keep them coming in. And, and I'll read them. And if, I know everybody has to have, like, an iTunes name. And if you can't use your real name, just uh, let me know on the Facebook page. That way, mm -hmm. when, I, when I read it, I can say who you really are and thank you even more. Uh, so keep coming on the Facebook page and keep leaving those reviews. We will definitely read them. And keep coming on Ian's mom's face. Hey, um, Ian, uh, I have. If we're gonna go into news now, I actually have a news item that I don't know because I know you, most of your shit is on. You know, I'll tell you what, let, I'm gonna let you do your job in case you don't mention it. I got some news uh, that I just found out literally three minutes ago. All right, well, do you want to do that before we get into our special guest? Because he's calling in right now trying to get online. Tell that guy to be patient, goddammit. Or I will make sure Pantera will never get back together. <laughs> I, I do know, here's one one short thing I will say. Uh, that Ozzy's come out and said now there will be no new Black Sabbath album. Oh, yeah, I saw that one too, and that's great. I love that. Yeah, if, yeah. if you don't have Bill Ward, yeah, please end it with your crappy 13 album. Which, by the way... My 13 album uh, review that everybody's been hounding me about is finally going up November 1st, the same day that this show airs. Uh, go on YouTube. Uh, my, my Black Sabbath channel is called Eternal, The Eternal Idols or Eternal Idols, one of the two. And uh, my 13 review is up. And it's uh, I think it's like 30 minutes or even longer. And boy, do I go off on that album. All right. I can't wait uh, to see that. All right, so that was your news, right? Because I got, yeah. I got, a, I got a good one. You know, there's something about these bands I don't like that majority of the people like, like the, in the metal community, or like you know, just the majority of my fans love these bands. I can't get into. There's something about those bands. They always have a jack off in their band that hates their fans. I don't know why that is. I don't see the connection. But I just, I guess you didn't see this news thing, did you? Ian. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Okay, May. Well, I don't even know this idiot's name. You're gonna have to help me here. Maynard? Is that his name? From oh, I'm talking about Maynard for Tool. Maynard for Tool. This is what he had yeah. to say. I want nothing to do with Tool or their fans. They're insufferable, insufferable people and retards. Oh my God! You know, you know, and you know, Tool is infamous of hiding, and they don't let themselves be seen, and all that shit. I mean, I'm talking to the general masses, not you, Tool nerds. Oh, I'm sorry, you insufferable fucking retards that like Tool. This is what your, this is what your, your, your fucking musician that you look up to thinks of you. It, it sickens me how somebody can actually say that. Hey, asshole! I'm looking at your picture right now. That little fucking cluff of hair that you got there. You know, your pet, your your fucking fans paid for that stupid haircut. As well as your little fucking buggles, fucking glasses. You look like that guy sings fucking video kill the radio star. Fuck you. I'm 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 speaking behalf of your retard fans. Because I know they they, they they won't say it to you because they, they're they're sheep. You like you like a tool? I'm sure you do, Ian, right? Oh, I love Tool. Yeah, of course. I'm talking about the band, not penises. Oh, oh, there's a band called Tool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Never All heard right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That Our news was really brief. But boy, it was good news. Both of them won. There's going to be no more Black Sabbath albums without Bill Ward. Yay. And two, all you Tool fans, you were just fucking pimp slapped by your God. Enjoy. I don't have no fucking... There's no bands that I love that have somebody that would call their... Who? Who? Tell me. What bands do I love that has somebody that looks down on their fans? But anyway, all right. Want to get this guy on the air? Yeah, all right. Now, here is a news story that's that's been picking up steam. Uh, this guy has started... It's called the Pantera Project. And he's starting an online petition that seems to be grown by the day uh, of... He wants to get Pantera back together, you know, and I don't know exactly how this is going to work, but let's call him and find out. All right, so now we're online with the, the head man in charge of this Pantera project. Uh, Kirsten, is it Topperwine? Topperwine. Topperwine. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, your little uh, project here, man, has been getting a lot of attention, a lot of press. That's what's up. Hey, so here's the deal, man. Uh, I... Gotta tell you, man, Kirsten, I've been a huge Pantera fan. I've seen them 16 times, uh, and they're they are to me the greatest live band of the 90s. And yeah, probably one of the, probably was the greatest band of the 90s. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I also want to tell you, dude, that there's a lot of people I know that hate them, and they're fucking jackoffs. Do you agree? I absolutely agree, man. You know, there, there's a lot of people against the project altogether of reuniting and and you know i mean it is what it is i i respect their opinions but uh we're gonna carry on doing what we're doing man because uh you know this is about supporting pantera if they did decide to reunite and just saying we'll be there if they do that's all that kirsten i'm all for the pantera reunion but it is with terry glaze right <laughs> no, not with Terry. Hey, what are you laughing for? <laughs> no, Terry was great, man. But uh, we're we're gonna go with Phil Anselmo on this one, man. All right. Well, you've got your initial uh, 
plan was you wanted to get at least 5,000, and you've surpassed that so far, haven't you? We have, and the next goal is 7,500. I mean, I'd like to get 50,000 signatures on this thing, and it, it, it's it's going that way, you know, uh, probably about 300 a day so far, so it's looking really good. That's incredible. Now, have you had any contact with any of the members of the band? I have not. Um, uh, the closest that I've gotten with any contact from them is uh, Rita Haney has been reading my messages, but not responding. So I'm just waiting for something from her, you know, because we've got a lot of projects uh, right now going on with a Pantera tribute album uh, uh, put together by a bunch of San Antonio bands I, I i've been in a in, in a couple of metal bands in san antonio myself and and so i know everybody on the scene and everybody's working on doing a pantera tribute album right now and i've been trying to contact her about getting either i, I don't know what if it takes permission or or what it takes to do this thing but the it, it, all the money's made from this album would be uh directed to dimes charity so that's what we're doing with that right now that's incredible that yeah, that that I love, uh, Kirsten. That that all this money, but yeah, honestly, I think you should have done first a petition to make the Pantera reunion happen. You got you got to first do a petition that um, to have Vinny Paul stop being an asshole and be uh, Phil's friend again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I understand uh, where Vinny's coming from, you know, and it's it's not about that. It's it. it we love Pantera, and it's, that's what it's about. And we respect uh, Benny Paul's decision. But what it is, is all, all that we're saying is, if it does happen, we'll be there to support it. And we're trying to show that we're doing the work, man. We're, 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 we're putting forth an effort to make this thing happen. You know, and uh, where people have talked about it and people have talked against it, we're out there really uh, doing the work. And there's a lot of good people that are working with me right now, and uh, and I and I think uh, if if Benny or Phil were to look at this thing seriously and say, you know what, this could happen. Yeah, I mean, there's money in it, that's for sure. But more than anything, it's for dime, you know, uh, a tribute to the dime. And these guys are getting old, like us, man. I'm 45, and uh, you know, I, I grew up on this shit just like you guys did. And I'm saying, if it does happen, it needs to happen now. Uh, I, I agree, and I think everybody's in line for this. I, I know Zach would do it, Phil would do it, I'm pretty damn sure Rex would do it, but the, the big stumbling block here is Vinnie Paul, and, and he just seems real adamant. He even came out the other week, and I don't know if this is directly related to the Pantera Project, or just in general, but you know, he put out a release saying, you know, that fans that are asking for this are, are being very selfish. And uh, like, like he was almost, you know, hurt by it. Like saying nobody can replace his brother. And I sure. for one, and I'm sure you feel this way too, and Ralph feels this way. There is nobody that can replace Dime. You know? Absolutely not. And, and we're not saying that. That, that. that would be impossible to do. But I think it's, uh, it's kind of like a... Uh, uh, it, it, this guy deserves it. You know, it's who deserves it. It's not who can do it. It's not who can replace him. You can't replace the guy. He was fucking phenomenal. Nobody can replace this guy. But who deserves the position? And I think Zach Wilde. And to say he can't do it, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's a million fucking guitarists that can play 
uh, uh, Dimebag Daryl, okay? Not, maybe not with the same passion, the same emotion, but nevertheless, I mean, there's there's a lot of talented musicians out there, and this guy can do it, and uh, uh, he, he, he can do it with honor and respect and friendship that he had, which a lot of people didn't have, and that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and I totally yeah, believe I that, mean, too. Go, go yeah, ahead, the bro. thing is that... that uh, Dime had three guitar players that were very, he was very tight with. Um, Zach, Scott yeah. Ian, and Kerry sure. King. Absolutely. So, you know, so, so if you're going to have somebody uh, replace um, Dime, then, I mean, not replace, but do Dime, uh, do, the, do sure. the tour. It has sure. to be Zach, because the other two cannot come close. And I love no. a lot of they them. They don't have, play. they just don't have the Southern soul to them you know and they're also they're they're also uh technically proficient absolutely absolutely zach was a shredder man and only zach can do that shit zach would be perfect i mean there is footage of zach doing i think what was it i'm broken with phil i'm broken something like that yeah yeah he did he did a hell of a fucking job and phil a hell of a job Phil, who I think would be against it, was for it and even said, hell yeah, let's get Zach on it. But the, the problem is, and you know, I, I'm i going to keep my opinions to myself for the good of your petition, Kirsten. Sure. But yeah, sure. like Ian said, because of Vinnie Paul, Vinnie Paul just does not want to let it go. I understand his brother was killed. I understand right. that was horrible. But you know right. one thing, and I will say this, man, I do yeah. not believe for one second Dimebag is dead because of Phil Anselmo and because of the shit online. Because the guy that fucking killed Dime, I'm right. sure he did it. He would have killed Phil too. It's like, sure. you know, so Dime is not dead because of um, Phil Anselmo. And need I remind you, and I do have footage of this, I have yeah. interviews uh, when, Dime, when Damage Plan was on MTV2, the Headbangers Ball, whatever, both Dime, rest in peace, don't mean to say nothing bad about Dime, but Dime and Vinny both both were talking about how Phil and Selmo's a junkie. So it wasn't like Phil and Selmo's the only guy throwing barbs. They were throwing barbs back and forth. It just so happened, unfortunately, or or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, the guy got the Dime before, before Superjoint came to town. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't take sides on the issue. I mean, it, it, it happened. It, it, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, and 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 you know, I mean, this guy was obviously an idiot, and you can't stop idiots from doing what they're doing. But uh, I, you know, you can't throw the blame at anybody. But I won't. I won't really talk about that because, like you say, for the good of the petition. <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten, and I also understand. Look. And I want to make this very clear. This is yeah. me speaking. I am all for the petition, but I am no way involved in that's all Kirsten. He's the guy that, that done, done it. Or if you have other people, fine. I'm not. I'm just speaking as an outsider that has nothing to do with this petition. I will sure. say that what happened at Dimebag, there's two horrible things that happened. The no, most horrible, horrible thing that happened was the death of Dimebag. That is horrible. And to a much lesser extent, if Dime was alive today, there wouldn't be a hell yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. And and I think, uh, you know, probably the most positive thing that could come out of this is 
I don't know. I think somehow this would be Kurt uh, Cathodic. I know I'm saying that wrong. But to Vinny Paul, I think if he can mend these friendships and get some closure on this and let go what must be, uh, and I don't know him personally, so I, I'm what I'm assuming is a horrible burden on his soul and, and the pain yes. that he's carrying around. And, you know, that that's that's got to be so tough. And I would just like to see these guys who made this incredible music that changed people's lives, that, that changed metal. Yeah. Like, to me, they were the last, like, metal band that really mattered. You know, on that, on that kind of grand scale that you could put up with a Black Sabbath. You know what I mean? That kind of impact. Right, right. right. And, uh, and and for the fans, I know, uh, Ralph, you said you got to see him 16 times. I saw him 10 times. Uh, Kirsten, I'm sure you saw him a bunch of times as well. Absolutely. Uh, but we would love to hear those songs again, and they deserve to be heard. And, and for a newer generation that by right. no fault of their own that were just too young uh, uh-huh. to hear. And I just saw Phil uh, two weeks ago with Superjoint. And I'll tell you what, that man can still deliver on stage. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and, and But you're right, time is, you know, time is on nobody's side. Uh, no. All our heroes are getting older. A lot of the music that we love, man, we you know, it's like a sand glass that we've got to see these people that we love. And, you know, for another generation to hear these songs that that are life changing, you know that are so important. I think right. for for the fans, if nothing else, but also to honor the memory of this man, who I, I honestly believe with all my heart, all the videos, all the interviews you see, he would want something like this. He would want it to live on. He would want people to met. I, I truly oh, believe I, that. Absolutely, Dom was just such a good dude, man. There's so many stories about him, just you know going uh, going beyond. I can, I, I can tell you one, Kirsten. I met him. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Cowboys from Hell Tour. They weren't that big yet. They played this uh, club with a band called Rothschild America. Right. And uh, we were on the back and, and Dime. And uh, it might have been Big Al. It might, I don't know. I know it was a big guy. They uh. came out with a, with, a, with a platter of shots for all of us. <laughs> and we all, right. Dime, Dime, Dime drank with us. And I mean... That's the only time I got to meet him. It was, and you know, I had him sign my Cowboy CD, but I didn't really like, you know, chat with the guy or anything because you know it was a big crowd around him, and 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 we were all like the majority of the people there didn't even know Pantera. They were just like free drinks, you know. Sure, so, sure. and I also want to bring up another interesting fact because Ian and, and Kirsten, both of you, want Pantera to come back because you would love to see the experience of a dime bag tribute. To hear that music live once again with three of those members and Zach Wild, I am right with you guys. But there's also another reason I want to see them on top of you guys. So I have two reasons. You guys got one. I got two. Uh, Vulgar Display of Power. I saw that tour in uh, Fort Lauderdale, a place called The Edge. I picked up this girl, really cute girl, Pantera fan. Awesome sex. Yes. Far Beyond Driven. I got too drunk, okay? I didn't get nothing there. Uh, the, uh, the the live album. No, 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 wait, wait. Uh, Southern Trent Kill? That Ooh. happened in Miami. Miami sucks, so I didn't get none there. But Southern Trent, I mean, um, the live album for uh, I picked right. up a chick, and that chick was awesome. She made me come to a blowjob, dude. Seriously. <laughs> and that's hard to do. Seriously. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and the last time, I, I know I'm, I, I'm, I'm not mentioning all the Ozfest and all that, because, you know, 
and there was a couple I went with a chick. So, but the last time they played, which was reinventing the steel, I did not pick up a girl at that show. But years later, I did have sex with this awesome chick that went to that show. So my point is, I want that you want so you can get laid. <laughs> exactly. I can. I can enjoy. I can enjoy okay. a tribute to Dime and, and find another girl to make me come to a blowjob. Beautiful, dude. That is a beautiful story. I love it. Hey, that's Thank rock you. and roll. That's right. That's rock Hell and roll. Yeah. Well, man, yeah. uh, why don't you tell our listeners uh, where they can find this petition, where they can sign it, so we can get more people involved in this. Okay, well, you just go to change.org or visit us at the Pantera Project on Facebook. And that's probably the best way to get to it. It's pinned to the top of our page. And, uh, man, go and sign up if you're for this. And if you're for against it, or if you're against it, cool, whatever, you know? Yeah. No, no, uh, if, if you're against it, fuck you. Why are you even listening? <laughs> Who gives a fuck what you think? Stay over there and listen to hell yeah. Let me that's tell you it. something, Chris. And I got a big... Hey, look, Kristen. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not the type of person that does people a favor and then ask them back. But I'm going to have to ask you for a favor. Since <laughs> we put you on the show, there is a favor I need from you, buddy. I Absolutely. need that list. I need that petition list, bro. I want to scour and find me some chicks on that list. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few, man. There's a few. All right, man. You need it my way, man. Yeah, you need to come to our page too, Ralph. Come on. Yeah, I'll come to your page and I'll come on them. Just hook me up that <laughs> list, bro. Right on, bro. I'll give them a vocal display of power, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we, Christian, we thank you so much for coming on here and telling everybody about it. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and it's already doing better than what you planned. Let's make it even bigger. Absolutely. Make it, right on, ma man. Make it something a lot. Make something they can't deny. All right, yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I also want to say, if this shit happens, man, Kirsten belongs on that fucking tour. He belongs to be at every fucking show for making this shit happen. Hell yeah. We, we back 100% because I would love to see that reunion, man. I would love to see it. And I'm glad. And thank you, Kirsten, for taking the time to make a petition because I love the fact that you're that passionate about a band that I fucking love. So thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. And don't don't forget to send me a list. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on, man. All right. Well, that was awesome. Uh, glad to hear from a fan that's doing something positive, and we wish you the best of luck. But why don't we bring our other guest in right now, the one and only Bill Wang. Let's talk about some Halford. Let's go. All right. Let's get into the review with uh, Halford, the first solo album from the, the Metal God. Rob Halford and uh, Ian, what better way to review anything actually, not just now, but anything, than bring it back our favorite guest of all time, Wang! What's up, Wang? Dr. Fuck a lot, aka Dr. Fuck, in the god of Wad, Wadzilla! What's up? Coming to you from San Francisco! What's up, guys? Yeah! Bam, bam, bam! Good to have you! Our most popular guest host of all time. Yeah, everybody's always like, bring Bill back, bring Bill back. Well, Wang, 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 bring Wang back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, man. And every yeah. time we have you, it's always a five chopstick show. Always, always. Oh, with, man, towing on my heartstrings. Thank with, you, guys. It's true, man. With the, with the most kick-ass flavored 
egg rolls. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. No MSG here. So what we're gonna, what we're gonna do this week is uh, we're gonna review Halford's Resurrection, his first solo album uh, after he left Priest. Yeah, he had a couple fight albums, the one album called Two, and uh, uh, I, I you know I love the 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 two uh, fight albums, even the second one, Small Deadly Space. Kind of you know not a lot of people talk about that one. It was different. Two, I really hey man, look, I tried to get into it. I really did. I do understand that there, John Five said there's a, a different mix to that album that's much heavier. That He said that they might release it one day. I, I really hope so. But then when this came out, I have to say this one's my favorite of the of the Halford albums after he left Priest. Resurrection is just, it's just a mind-blowing album. Some people think it's cheesy, but then those same people have no problem eating pizza. You know? So, uh... I'm curious to you guys. I'm going to throw it to Mr. Wang first. What was your thoughts on Fight and the two albums? Well, um, I loved the first Fight album. It was badass. I fucking loved it. I, I just remember I remember listening to it. KNAC down in uh, L.A. summer of 92. It was badass. I love that record. And the second one, not so much. And then coincidentally, I saw two, wow, and in San, San Jose, and met Halford and got him. I talked to, to him and whatnot, and uh, that was crazy. Uh, but um, yeah, this album, man, I was like I was telling Wadzilla, man, this album, I'm late to the party, because back in the day in 2000, I was like kind of, I don't know, my vibes were kind of like down about Halford. It's like oh, the past, I was getting into much new shit, whatever. And so I, I remember buying the album and listening to it, and lo and behold, 15 years later is the first time I listened to it again this week. So I'm just being honest. I wasn't familiar with this album until this week. I mean, I don't so, know. So I it, didn't, came, I, it, I, it didn't do anything uh, for you uh, when you no, first bought it. No, it didn't back then. It, 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 now, the second time around recently, I've, I've enjoyed listening to it, and I've got some things to say about the songs, but... Yeah, but it was just weird that 15 years had gone by and it was nothing, so... Alright, and how about you, Ian? Uh, well, I, I love Rob Halford across the board. Uh, the first two fight albums, uh, I love Small Deadly Space just as much as the first one. It is different, but I really enjoy it. And I also love the shit out of two. And I know I'm in the minority there, but, you know, I also, I love a lot of industrial. I love Nine Inch Nails, you know, Ministry, uh, Skinny Puppy, shit like that. So it didn't bother me. And I, I think what I like about it is I never feel like it was a sellout from Rob. I think sincerely he was just trying something different. And I think that comes across, you know, even with a fight. Like, he just wanted to go in a different direction and try some different shit. And, uh... You know, and two was definitely out there. A lot of people didn't like it, but then he came back to his his roots with this, and I I think it's amazing. I played the shit out of it. as much as I love two, and I would have loved another two record. Uh, when he did this, I was like, oh man, right back where he should be. You know, it's like listen to this. It's like fuck, this should be a priest record. He should be back in priest. So uh, I've listened to this album a lot. You know, when it came out afterwards. And, Honestly, I hadn't listened to it in a little while, but, you know, 
everything came back when I was getting ready for this uh, review, and uh, let's get into this motherfucker. What before, before we get into it, wasn't, uh, I, I, I might be thinking crazy here, but wasn't the two project actually originally called GIMP? I believe so. I, I believe so. And uh, I don't know if the two came along, if that was a Reznor thing. I know what you talked about, you know, the initial shit being heavier, and then what happened was uh, he, he gave it to Reznor. Reznor has, used to have a studio just like two blocks from where I live on Magazine Street here in New Orleans. And he went and dropped it off to him, and, uh, you know, he tinkered with it a little bit, or maybe a lot of it, depending on who you ask. But, yeah, I do believe that was the original uh, name of it. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Two Gamp, they're both... I don't... Th those names don't appeal to me, you know? They, I don't know. Uh, I, but, I, you know what? I do have to give that album another chance. I own it. But I I initially just couldn't get into it. And I did, like... I mean, several years later, I gave it another chance. And I, I don't even think I made it all the way through. I'm like, I just... I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I'm suffering from Hoffer belongs in that metal box. If he's not in that box, I don't care type thing. And maybe then I'll give it another chance again. I'll take some, um, uh, <clears throat> I'll take the Xanax or something and listen to it. Well, and another thing you might want to check out, there is some footage on YouTube of him playing like different like like radio station festivals. And it was definitely heavier live and probably more what... Uh, you know, John Lowry and uh, and Halford had it mined before Reznor got his hands on it. You know, but it sounds like he tried to make it commercial and and, and sellable. But I think it's just uh, you know, Rob Halford fans didn't want to hear that shit out of him, and uh, and and to the industrial crowd, like who's this metal guy thinking he's like you know Nine Inch Nails now? But I well, I dig for what it is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the album, and uh, I'm giving the honors to Wang uh, to start off what he thinks on the title track that kicks off the album. Oh man, rising from the darkness, fading in from nothingness. The trademark howls from the almighty metal god announcing, "I'm back." I give it four out of five chopsticks and a bam. Hell yeah! Well, wow, that's a well. I mean. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, um, Ian? Uh, I love I think I'll go one more. I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five, Chopstick. And an egg roll. I, I love this song. I love how, you know, it starts that, you know, and then it just fucking kicks in. And uh, and I, I love how the, the lyrics are autobiographical, you know, autobiographical. I don't know what the fuck that word is. But anyway, it's about his life. And you know, you know the little allusions to fight and the two, and then you know, and then you know he found his way, you know, journey led to his past and all that shit. And it's just awesome. Like here, you get the metal again from the metal god, and in more of a, a traditional metal. You know, it's not like the quasi thrash, you know, of uh, of the first fight. You know, it's definitely not the in industrial of two. It's just him doing good traditional metal. My only complaint with this album is uh, a little bit thin on the production from Roy Z, but I love the songwriting that he added to this album. I really think he helped Rob get on track uh, songwriting-wise, but the production could be a little bit punchier to me. But, uh, man, an awesome, awesome track, and what a way to start off the album and, and to start back Pulford back in the metal. 
Love it. What do you think, Rob? Well, before I get into what I think, did you see that post I made the other day about production? How I'm really bad at detecting what is bad production, what is good production? Did you yes. see that? I made a post about it. You know, and again, Ian, I'm not bashing you because you're like everybody else. But I find my lack of knowledge of what is good production, what is bad production, makes it a better listening experience for me because I don't see what you just said. It's a little thin, it's a little thin. I believe you, it must be a little thin, but I am so bad at detecting shit like that. And because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I feel that way. Now, well, I, I, um, I mean, huh? do you ever listen to anything? And I mean, uh, like on your stereo system, do you have an EQ? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I mean, do you ever like listen to an album and like, maybe I want to turn up the bass or maybe I want to turn the treble down on this? No, no, like no, but I know exactly what you mean. There are songs I do hear the bass is not as loud and I, I know exactly what you mean. There's, let me put it this way. I usually walk around with my iPod on shuffle and sometimes I do have to uh, make it a little louder or a little lower because, you know, a song will come in at a blast and then the next song is so low I have to uh, make it higher and that's I'm sure it's because of a production or you know I do notice like the next song it sounds richer where the other one doesn't sound as rich yeah. but it's still it's not something that that really registers in my brain as far as oh this is not good production but again like I'm saying I'm not an exception to the rule I'm sure Mr. Wang is the same way everybody has this thing about this production the only thing and I said it in that post I made Blizzard of Oz is the only one that bothers me out of everything. Like, I know Hotter Than Hell from Kiss sounds like it was recorded in a tunnel. I know that. But I love it. It doesn't bother me. Blizzard of Oz is the only album that bothers me. Like, I, I, I would have to say. Now I'll get back to, to, to the song Resurrection. Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Ian there. I'd give it a five as well. Uh, Halford claiming... You know, it's like I've been resurrected back into metal because during the two time, I don't know if some of you know this, but you know, Rob Hoffa was running around doing interviews saying that metal was dead. He wasn't into it anymore. And you know, it was, and it was heartbreaking for me to hear the metal God say that. And you know, I guess you know, he woke up and he came back as the metal God where he needs to be. But uh, this song is so blistering and the vocals, the high pitch, screams he does during this during that you know kind of i guess it's the chorus of the song it is just so and when you see live versions of it of that era man halford had such he was still belting it out which by the way i think he regained a lot of it because once he joined priest it kind of like his voice was kind of suffering for a bit but i saw that last uh that uh what's the name of that last album he made they made fucking great album man uh, Redeemer Souls. I love Redeemer Souls. I just listened to it yesterday for the first time in like a month or so. It's such a great, great album. Anyway, I saw that tour and he sounded so good. But I think like Resurrection around this time it was just and the next album, Crucible, he was doing some oh, yeah. crazy so, screams like Betrayer and stuff like that. Uh, the title track is one of my all time favorite songs he's ever done. Oh Golgotha, you know that song? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, but this is about Resurrection. I think this song is just so blistering and so in your face. And yeah, it, it, I can't think of a better song to say, hey, I'm back. You know, the metal god is back. And uh, 
Doesn't he say something? Doesn't he say on the song like the metal, the metal god shower? He said, "No, that's the next track, isn't it? Made in Hell." He does. Uh, I'll get into the next track. Uh, Made in Hell is. Uh, it's kind of uh, his um, claiming his, uh, you know, place in metal because he does say uh, the metal god will return. But also the lyrics are very historic. You know, talks about Hendrix and, you know, the, the, the uh, Birmingham, you yes. know, the, the metal factories and stuff like that. What, what, and the blues and everything combined to, to that made metal, you know, and it's such a great fist pumping song. It's like the perfect second song after, it's like the perfect song to follow Resurrection. Resurrection's like, a screaming banshee fucking anthemic song, and then the next one is like, here's a his here's a history lesson that will hurt your neck because you're gonna fucking headbang through the shit, but also learn that metal came from somewhere, you know. And another thing that you know, one thing that everybody's got to learn, man, because I know there's a lot of people that don't like Priest, you know. Yeah, you have to respect the band that came out in 74. I mean, first album. And even back then, we're running around there. Hey, what are you? Oh, we're heavy metal. They never denied it. We're heavy metal. You know, and, and uh, you got to respect a band like that. Because not even Sabbath like, like to be claimed as a heavy metal band. So, and Priest, I feel like, was the first, really the first heavy metal 24-7 band. Because, you know... Uh, you know, uh, Sabbath kind of dabbled in blues in here and there, even though they did invent it. But Made, um, Made in Hell uh, is such a great, great, great song. I love that video, too, where it's all a compilation of live and backstage footage shit. Uh, uh, and, you know, they show Hendrix in the video and the blues guys and stuff like that. It's definitely uh, an amazing fucking song. What do you, what do you think, Ian, of uh, Made in Hell? <laughs> Well, you kind of summed up uh, note for note. Sometimes we do agree. Uh, I couldn't stress enough that you're absolutely right. This is the best way to follow up Resurrection. An incredible one-two punch that just keeps the momentum. You know, and just let like, wow, this motherfucker is really back. Because, you know, do the rope-a-dope and knock you out with the second one. Uh, I love it. I love how he does. He talks about, you know, Birmingham and... Uh, this shit, you can, you can feel it come across the lyrics that he's back and he's like, you know what, I'm done dabbling, this is what I do, uh, this is what I've done my whole life, and uh, fuck Made in Hell, awesome track. What do you think there, Senor Wayne? Man, I think uh, you guys are just nailing it, um, and like Fuck was saying, like Resurrection is basically like, bam, 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 hit you over the head, no fucking prisoners, bam, 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 all of a sudden you're all looking around, what the fuck happened? And then Made in Hell comes in and it's all reflective. You know, you get the historical aspects that you guys are talking about. You know, and it's like, it's kind of like a all hell heavy metal journey of discovery. The band thunders, sounds fierce. I fucking like this song, man. It's fucking badass. I give it four to five, you know what? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, wait, why don't you go into the next one, which is locked and loaded? All right. Not, not to be, uh,. <laughs> Not to be confused for Locked In Up Turbo. Um, I, I, I think this song, it should be 
basically strippers should strip to this song. It's got a cool, cool, groovy groove. And yeah, man, I just see strippers. Not that I like strippers or anything, but I mean, if I was going to say be single, I'd want strippers to strip to this song. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I dig it. It's cool. Three out of five. Bam. All right. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, to me, the, it's very, a lot of these songs are very pre-sounding to me. You know, like, a man, I would have loved to hear, you know, the Priest lineup as it is now, re-record this. Would have been incredible. Not anything bad about, you know, the musicians who did play on this, but a lot of this just screams Priest. And this is one to me, this would fit perfect on Screaming for Vengeance to me. It just has that, it's it's metal, but it has that hooky appeal. And, uh, yeah, I can definitely see some strippers, you know, stripping of this song. <laughs> but, you know. I, but then again, I could see strippers stripping to fucking Mr. Roboto. I don't care. Take off your top, bitch. Ralph, what do you think about Uh Yeah, what you said is perfect. I, I, I totally agree 100% how this is kind of very priest. This whole album for me is very priest. And yeah, a perfect example would be Screamer for Vengeance. Uh, you know, Screamer for Vengeance has the, uh, you know, the epic opening. Then you have Riding on the Wind. Then it goes into, like, Bloodstone. Well, this is kind of like this and the next song are very mid-tempo, priestish, locked and loaded. Uh, you know, there's a lot of songs on this album that sounds like, you know, Halfer, like, you know, just fucking complaining about some asshole. You know, and, and this is one of the many songs on here. And uh, it's fucking awesome. And I love it. I, I do remember when this album came out, a lot of people were making those little gay innuendos about locked and loaded. And it makes me feel like, God, what's wrong with people, man? This song has nothing to do with sex or, or, you know, but, oh, locked and loaded. Oh, you mean locked up a guy's ass and loaded with cum? This is how people think out there. Seriously. Well, Jawbreaker is about sucking a large cock. So. Well, okay, there, I, I give you that. And, you know, eat, yeah, right. eat me alive and spread, you, spread eagle against the wall. You're well equipped to take it all. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But Locked and Loaded, no, man. Locked and Loaded seems like, hey, motherfucker, you fuck with me? I'm coming at you, and I'm locked and loaded like a fucking pistol. Not like Paul Stanley's love gun, but like a fucking gun, like a fucking a gun. Anyway, so I love Locked and Loaded. This one, I'm telling you, so far, everything's been a home run on this. Going into the next one, Nightfall, uh, this one reminds me a lot of, uh, even though it sounds nothing like it, but it's got that Bloodstone vibe. It's total Bloodstone, total Priest, Screaming for Vengeance era, sounding tune. It would have fit perfectly, I totally agree with Ian, perfectly on Screamer for Vengeance, like Locked and Loaded. Uh, it's a little more, um, uh, it's not mellow at all, but it's a little more uh, softer than the three prior to it. But again, it flows so amazing, because the first two are just so, uh, pummeling you, you know, like a rope-a-dope, like what you said, a one-two punch. Then the third one is kind of like, it slows down a bit, but it's still fucking metal. And then this one takes it a little more, even a little more softer, but it's still so fucking metal. I love Nightfall. It's one of my favorite tracks off the album. Amazing fucking song. What do you think, Bill? I mean, Wang? <laughs> Thanks, Buck. Um... It's a, it's a left turn from the rest of the record. It's sort of a ho-hum song to me. 
very 19 late 80s, like different vibe to it. I give it two out of five chopsticks. Ouch. All right, Ian? Uh, well, I, I, I definitely like it more than Senior Wang. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, songs, you know, I wrote little notations of what album I think it could have came out, like a priest album sound like. And here's two albums that never get tied together, but I think this song could have fit perfect on either Defenders or Ram It Down. I, I could see it on either one of those. It kind of yeah. like it kind of like has that you know. Uh, I'm not saying it's just good, but like you know, uh, when the night comes down, kind of thing. You know, it's just something, something different there. Uh, I had thought of that. Good point. You, you know, and, and also you know, like you know, uh, under blood red skies off of uh, off of ram it down. Uh, like again, I'm not saying it's as good as either of those tracks, but it's got that feel, and I do love this song. Uh, I, I really like. So far, man, this album is just like. I'm loving it all, dude. I, I, I really am. And then we go into the next track, which is uh, Silent Screams. I really love this song. Really, really like it. Man, nobody can do slow and emotional stuff like Halford. And what I love is this song kind of goes all over the place. There's heavy moments. There's, you know, quiet moments. And, man, when he, he gets those quiet moments, he can just nail it because that voice is godly. I mean, uh, you know, not to get off the track of this album, but there's a song that was a, bless you, that was a bonus track on the next album called In the Morning, which I think is one of the most beautiful songs I've heard. It almost bring me to fucking tears. It's so beautiful. And and, and this song has moments of that. And just, the, the vocals are so great. Absolutely love it. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, Silent Scream was the first track I heard off this. I heard, I, I've owned this demo way before uh, Resurrection came out. Maybe even before they even recorded it. I believe Silent Scream was originally a two-song uh, from that era. Oh, okay. Uh, I do own the demo. The demo is really not that different than what ended up on the album. And uh, it was leaked on a lot. I don't remember how initially I got it, but I did get it like maybe a year or so after two. And it was like, I felt like it was leaked just to let people know, yo, like Rob Halford is uh, not, not uh, all industrial anymore. This is his new thing. But I do kind of recall it was uh, recorded during the, the two era, even though I don't know if this demo was. This demo might have been uh, a resurrection demo for all I know. It, I know I've owned this song for a while. And what I could say about this song, it is definitely... Uh, my favorite track on the album. It is, to me, the 2000 version of Beyond the Realms of Death. It is just so amazingly... Uh, the part when... I mean, the beginning is great. I mean, what a voice on this guy. And the mellow, uh, the mellow guitar. It's so emotionally killer. But then when it gets into the heavy part where it's like, I am love, I am fate, I'm a love, I mean, it's just so perfect. It's just, oh, and it, I just feel like these are the type of songs that, like, always end up being my favorites. Like, the songs that are just so beautifully orchestrated and mellow to heavy to mellow again. When it's done right, it's so, it's usually my favorite track off, off the album. This one is done perfectly right. And, uh, yes, it is my favorite track off the album, Silent Screen Rules. I love it. What do you think, Dwayne? 
Tremors, am I right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I heard about that. It was supposed to happen, and uh, Roy Z was supposed to produce it, but I don't know what came of that. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened either, but this is the closest we got to it, and uh, you know, this has definitely got to be the Roy Z connection. Uh, I don't know if he had a connection to Jeff Tate, but I know you know he he did albums both for Hawford and for Bruce Dickinson's solo career it was very important to both of those artists. Uh, and, and this is what you get. And to me, this is, uh, this is a little bit too cheesy for me. And, uh, you know, one thing I, I've heard you say a lot on, uh, Maiden reviews, you talk about how you can't stand it when Bruce strains on his vocals. And this is one where I can definitely hear kind of straining Bruce vocals. It's not a horrible song, but it's just kind of cheesy. And, you know, to get two metal giants like that together... Uh, I think they need stronger material. I don't think the material here warrants both of those vocal gods. But uh, it, it, it's passable, but I mean, I mean, come on. This is like a prize fight, and it, it, it's a lame fucking decision. I think. What do you think, Wayne? All right. Um, man, like you were saying, Watsula, you know, something like this, such a, a memorable moment History. It should be a lot better than it really is. You know? So I totally understand what you're saying. And the thing about it, I was reading about this shit for fucking months prior to it fucking coming out. So when it dropped, it's like, yeah, all right, ho hum. You know? So I'm gonna give it two out of five chopsticks. So there you go. All right, yeah, you know, uh, I've I've heard this a lot. Uh, a lot of people do not like this. Uh, so I know I am in the minority on this one because. I love it, and Ian, what you were saying before about the me complaining about Bruce straining, yeah, I do, but man, I gotta revisit this song, because I don't recall him straining, but I'm sure he does, but I don't re recall it bothering me, because I've always loved this song, I, you know, it's just, I don't know, they're both arguing with each other, and uh, there's a lot of fucking pissing vinegar in the, in the delivery on both ends, uh, and they sound really pissed, and they're going at each other, you know, and and I think musically it's fucking metal as all fuck. And, uh, but yeah, you know, both of you, I've heard a lot of people mirror exactly your opinion on the song. A lot of people think it sucks or, you know, it's not that great. And I don't know, man. I think it just can't be better. It's, well, it's, it's perfect to me. The, 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 the funny thing is when I was listening to this today, <laughs> as soon as I heard Bruce come in, I just started laughing thinking of you. 
I was like, oh my god, here Ralph is gonna fucking eat up Dickinson with yeah. the fucking strained vocals. <laughs> and right. uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's not it's not horrible. I just thought uh, it just the song itself I think could be stronger lyrically and musically. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's you know. that's exactly what people say. You know, people are like, ah, I just don't like the song. It's, they don't really talk about the delivery or the subject matter. A lot of people just didn't like the song. Um, but I gotta tell you, man, I am a big fan of Bruce Dickinson when he's with Roy Z. Because I adore Accident at Birth and Chemical Wedding. The third one is like, you know, it's okay, but man, those two albums to me are masterpieces. Like, oh yeah. You know, especially Chemical Wedding, but Accident at Birth is such a great metal album. There's something about Roy Z, man. I like Roy Z a lot because, you know, he brought Dickinson back to metal. He brought, uh, uh, Hoffer back to metal and and an album I fucking love is Angel Down by Sebastian Bach where he's using the same formula he did with Hoffer and Dickinson with Sebastian and I think that's another amazing fucking album it's like you know uh, Sebastian Bach recently came out and said that's the best sounding album he's ever done yes I did see that uh, I love Angel Down I always have I just think it's a fucking great album and, and uh well, uh, going on that song, uh, back to the song, I, I really loved it. I feel like uh, it couldn't be better. But I do understand I'm in the minority because I've read online a lot of people complain about this song like it's not good. So I just got to say that I love uh, The One You Love to Hate. I think it's a great song. I got no complaints. I, I know I'm in the minority. What's the next song, Ian? Take it. All right. The next song is called Cyber World. And... Uh... To me, this is, well, I shouldn't say the first dip because I wasn't a big fan of the previous song. Uh, but this one totally sounds like filler to me, even though it is on the live album that he did right after that. I love, by the way, if you don't have live insurrection, that is a great, great live album. And this is on there. But to me, uh, th this one's filler. It's not horrible, but uh, th this totally could have been left off the album, in my opinion. What do you think, Wang? doesn't do much for me at all. Beat by the number situation here, it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. One out of five chops. Sorry, Hal. Damn, man. I love this song. <laughs> I'm really at odds with both of you guys this week. Uh, I love Cyber World. It's such a fucking rip-roaring metal tune. Uh, it's uh, great for this album. It's kind of like uh, a return from the first two songs, because after the first two songs, it kind of like you know, it, it wasn't as, uh, you know, fast and, you know, furious, uh, but still amazing, all these songs. But this, this is kind of like a, you know, a return to the fast, fast uh, type song. I love Cyber World. I have no, no complaints about this one. So there you go. What, what's the next song, Ian? All right. Well, here's where we might have to really look at her notes. Because I'm going by the remastered version that has 16 tracks. And uh, on my oh no, no I'm sorry this one is uh, the same as the regular album this one is slow down yeah I love this song it's got a great groove to it a little bit change in tempo to me this sounds something that would be perfect on point of entry you know and, and we all agree we love that and that had a lot of different type songs and and like I said this one. Right there, next to my lyric, is Poe, Point of Entry. Because this would be perfect on there, and I think it's perfect on this album. 
Really love this track. Ralph, what do you think? Uh, I like I like this track a lot too, but everything before it I liked more. So everything before I give a five five, and this one I'd give a four five. But I do like the song. Don't get me wrong, but everything that came before it I, I like just a tinge more. What do you think, Wayne? Um, I like it. Ooh, a slight diversion of the rest of the record. Um, Halford fucking kicking, kicking ass with killer vocals and masters and whatnot. I like it. Three out of five uh, chopsticks and with an egg. Oh, all right. All right. Threw an egg roll. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I haven't brought those out. And I figure, here's the deal. I'm not going to fucking give some stupid ass three and a half chopsticks because I ain't going to break the chopstick. So I figure I'm going to do three chopsticks and an egg roll that way I, i'm fresh i don't have to worry about any fucking broken shit anywhere so you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna stick to the, the initial rating system three chopsticks one egg roll bam i like that you see because you know also uh wang if you you break a chopstick i mean how the fuck are you gonna eat after that right right exactly so fuck that shit Everyone's just oh why don't you use half a chopstick that's right. Leave the chopsticks alone and throw in an egg roll so you don't have to break the chopstick. I am on your page, pal. Thank you, Dr. Fuck-a-Lot. That's right. All right. What's the next one? I, I can't even eat with chopsticks. I use a spork. Uh, all right. In December, in December, you're going to be eating chops with chopsticks, so that's uh, all I can All say. right. You're going to have to show. Uh, the next one. Now, this is a bonus song. This is where it changed up the, the, the list a little bit. Track number nine is called Hell's Last Survivor. And uh, to me, this is a fine hard rocker. Uh, it's heavy. I dig it, man. Uh, this is one I could see on the album in place of a, you know, a lesser song. Uh, not a whole lot to say, but I definitely dig it. Uh, Bill, is this one you're familiar with, Hell's Last Survivor? Well, like, like, like you, we were talking about those four fucking bonus records. Harry. And, um... Yeah, that's something I gave. I wrote good songs. So I didn't write any. I, none of the bonus tracks get any sort of um, uh, chopstick sort of variances. The chopsticks were basically for only the 12 initial songs that came on the record. But these four bonus tracks, I, I, I wrote good songs for Hell's Last Survivor. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, well, here we go for the bonus tracks. I want you to give me a fortune cookie rate. How many fortune cookies are we going to give this? Alright, well, uh, Hell's Survivor, I think I'm going to give it three fortune cookies. There you go. Ralph, are you familiar with this track? Yes, uh, I, I am only familiar with two bonus tracks. And this is one that I'm familiar with. And I love this song. I think I give this one, uh, yeah, this one I throw in. Because the thing is, the, the two bonus tracks that I've heard, uh, I love them. So I'm going to give this one chopsticks. Last Hell, uh, Hell Survivor, I give five chopsticks. It is a song that I did play on the Dr. Fuck show that you can hear on that metal station uh, on um, 8 p.m. Thursdays Eastern and 1 p.m. on Sunday Eastern. Uh, and I pride on throwing in rare tracks, so I threw in Hell's Last Survivor without knowing they re-released it with that because I got Hell's Last Survivor and the other bonus track that we'll talk about uh, that I downloaded them somewhere, I, you know, I probably Kazaa or some shit back in the day or Audio Galaxy, you know, and I don't consider me robbing it since I bought Resurrection, 
But you know, I heard about these two bonus tracks and I hunted them and I downloaded them and I love them. And I feel like this one would have fit well on the album and I prefer it than a couple songs that we haven't discussed yet. And I prefer it to slow down as well. Uh, okay, so go, go to the next one. All right, the next one, this is where the track listings is getting mixed up if you're looking at the original CD, which I have right next to me. Uh, this one is Temptation. Uh, not, not, not bad, but filler. Not, not as good as the rest of the album. Uh, to me, there's no song that's outright horrible, but there's definitely some filler, and, and this is a filler track to me. Wang, what do you think about Temptation? Yeah, last it has some cool parts. It's got a badass sword. Yeah, a little bit of two out of five. All right. Okay. Well, here, here, finally, we're all on the same page. I don't hate the song. It's filler, but it's like one of those fillers that I don't mind sitting through. Uh, but yeah, compared to all the other songs, it's not really up to par. But at the same time, it's not Love Zone from from Ran It Down. You know what I mean? It's like something. It's something that I don't have to press skip, which I don't have to do that at all on this album to tell you the truth. But yeah, this song and, and a couple we haven't talked about yet. I, don't, I put in the same league, but yeah, this is one of the songs that you know, it's just not up to par. What's next? All right, the next one is another bonus track. Uh, that this one was brand new for for the remaster, and that's a song called "God Bringer of Death." And it's it's not bad, not bad, but but not a standout, not a standout to me. What do you think, Bill? Wow, God of War, Water of I think it's a pretty cool. Like you said, like, am I going to run home after school and go, yeah, play this song? Nah, not really. I'm probably going to go start enjoying it. Anyway, play the song out loud. But anyways, I think it's a good song. Okay. We are talking bonus. So if it's a bonus, you've got to get a bonus. Oh. <laughs> two songs. Two songs. So, so how many fortune cookies? Fortune cookies. Three. All right. Three fortune cookies. Ralph, oh, 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 oh. Oh, sorry. With, with a diddly Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Ralph, are you familiar with this song? No, I'm not. So send it to me. All right, we'll do. Well, then we go <laughs> Then we go into the next uh, the next one, which is another all-new song called Fetish. Uh, again, just not bad. Not bad. I, I mean, it's cool to throw on bonus stuff, a little something extra for, you know, somebody who probably already bought the album once. But this isn't anything that makes the album better to me. It's an all right song, but not, nothing to write home about. Wang, what do you think of Fetish? I think it's heavy as fuck. I think it's a cool fucking jamming tune. All right. I give it three out of five. Mike Taylor ranked me. Ooh. Ooh, he's going to love that. And Better. Ralph, I take it you're not familiar with this one. No, send me that, man. What the fuck? Uh, all right, we'll do. Hey, hey, wait, wait. And you're saying these are brand new? What? They just recorded them and put it on there? It's yeah, like, what, what, they're listed on that in, in the track listings for the remasters. Because, you know, he went back a few years ago and put out new versions of everything except for two. 
uh, of all the Halford albums, of all the Fight albums. There's seriously, there's like four versions of all of these. Uh, you know, and I, I've looked all of them up. You know, because um, <coughs> fucking Halford nuts wonder. But I will send it to you. Yeah. All right. Then we go on to the next song, which is a bonus track, and I don't know if Riley's familiar with this one. This one I first originally heard on the Live Insurrection album. And this could be my favorite track, even though it's not an original um, song on the album, but Sad Wings. Oh my God, and you know where it's going with that. You know he's going with that Priest vibe. And this song is fucking incredible. I love it. The live version on Live Insurrection is great. This studio version is awesome. An amazing, amazing track. Ralph, are you familiar with this? Yes, this is the other bonus track that I knew of that I give a five out of five chopsticks. I love it. Sad Wings of Destiny. Um, I love it. I, I like Hell's Last Survivor a little bit more. One fried, I like Hell's Last Survivor one fried rice more. <laughs> Just one grain of fried rice more than Sad Wings. But I think, I think again, it, both Sad Wings and Hell's Last Survivor has that same vibe, you know? And, well, like like the, the more, the songs that I like more on Resurrection, they to me, they, they vibe well with all that. So, yeah, definitely a solid song. Sad, uh, Sad Wings of Destiny, I love that song. What do you think, uh, Wang? I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know. It almost seems like it's just too predictable, I mean. The sad wings, and then obviously the the logical next extension is sad wings of destiny. A little ho ho home for me. It's an okay song, I guess. So I give it two out of five chops. Oh no no, my bad. No chopsticks. Uh, fortune cookies. Fortune. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, Wild. All right, no problem, no problem. Well, we disagree on that, but uh, let's go on the next one, which takes us back to an original song from the album, and this is one I think I'm probably going to be alone on. But I fucking love this song. Uh, it's the only one that was totally written by an outside writer. It was written by Bob Hooligan, or Haugen. Uh He wrote a lot of stuff for Priest on uh, Screaming and, and Defenders. And this song is called Twist. By far the most commercial thing on here. But I absolutely love it. And you, you want to talk about a one where I'd love to see some chicks whip out their titties and fucking grind on me. That would be this song. I love, like twi twisting them titties right upside my fucking noggin, dude. Fucking, you know, two fucking guns to the dome. Beat me up. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love this fucking song. It does stick out like a sore thumb, but I love that sore thumb. I put it in my mouth and suck it. It's a great fucking song. I dig it. What do you think, Senor Wayne? Man, I fucking love this motherfucking song. Eddie trudging house, cheese rip going on through it. It's fucking cool. And it's, it's like head scratcher at moments and whatnot. I just like the way he says twist. I give it five out of five chopsticks. Bam, bam, bam. Wow, nice. wow, wow. Again, I gotta disagree with both of you. I don't hate the song, but it, I, I think this one may be my least favorite. But it's not a bad song. I dig it. And I would appreciate titties on my face on this song more than both of you combined because, you know, both of you love this song. You got titties in your face to a song you love. You're like, hey, yeah, this is great. I get the best of both worlds. But me, it's like, since I don't like the song that much, 
I appreciate it more with titties in my face. Wait a minute. You just said best of both worlds. If I heard that, I'd want some big old titties that would cover my ears. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I know, but I don't hate the song. I think the song's okay. But uh, I, I I would enjoy it more with titties in my face. All right. Everything's better with titties in the face. Yeah. yeah right. You're damn right. You're damn right about that. I love you, Miss Wang. <laughs> we all love Miss Gina Elizabeth Wang. Everybody, oh, we gotta give props. We gotta give props to the queen. Hell yeah! Thank you, bud. She's awesome. You got a good and, lady there, Mr. Wang. Mr. Wang. Hey, and, thank you, Doctor Fucking. Not to throw shit out, but sorry. Go ahead, man. And little Bill Wang Jr. We gotta give a nod and a wink. Oh, unbelievable! Oh, man. Toning my heartstrings. Oh, always, brother. We appreciate you and your whole family. Thank, thank. All right, well, we go into the next song, which is another one. These next two are regular songs off the album. And uh, this is Dry. Now, that's another one that's a little bit different. And every time I hear this, it reminds me of Alice Cooper because, you know, the whole, uh, got you under my wheels now. You know, of course, I'm going to yeah. think Under My Wheels by Alice Cooper. But I love this fucking song. I really fucking dig it. Uh, it's got a great groove to it. And, uh... Just a fun track, different from a lot of the other shit, but because uh, it's so good, it's not out of place, man. I really dig this song. I love Drive. What do you think, Senor Wang? Man, it's a fucking kick-ass song. It's It's got this rock and roll vibe to it. It's fucking cool, and yeah, awesome analogy with Alice Cooper, absolutely. I dig it. I give it four out of five chops. Bam. All right. Well, we meet again, my friends. I love this fucking song. I love the groove, Damn. I love the riff, I love the the melody. Yeah, got you under my wheel now, baby. It's fucking badass. You know, I mean, seriously, man, this this shit should be like hailed more than it is. You know, it's 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 uh, it's just it's fucking metal, and it's it, it it's a little different type of a vibe. It gives you a little more of a groove than the rest of the album, but it still works for me so well. Uh, I love Drive like fucking Hoffer loves a big baby cock. <laughs> oh, damn. Hubba hubba chugga chugga. <laughs> yeah. I, and I want to make a point. I am not gay, but I love the fact that Rob Hoffer loves big baby cocks because it makes him happy and he makes me happy with the music. So as long as he's happy with a big veiny cock, hey man. I love the fact that Hoffer is just in ecstasy and feeling so good getting throat fucked by a big baby cock. Even though I'm not gay, I love the guy so much for what he's done for my life because Rob Hoffer is a huge part of the soundtrack of my life that I want to thank him for making me feel good and it makes me feel good that a big baby cock makes him feel good. I'll hail the metal yeah. guy. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Five chopsticks for big, big baby cocks. Yeah. Man, you know, you know, for Halford, it's a fucking truckload of chopsticks for a big veiny cock, and we gotta thank the guy that owns that big veiny cock for making Halford happy. Thank you. Yeah. And I love the fact that his celebrity crush is my very own Howie Long from my Oakland Raiders. He has said that's his dream fuck. And I think that's awesome. 
That's, it, yeah, that is. He awesome. like he likes them big. All right. I heard that too. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so so how so Howie is long. Yeah, he he's hungry for Howie. No girth, no girth. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's veiny, he's veiny and long. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know after the roids. You know, it might be like four inches long, but twelve around. You never know. The oh, fucking okay. beer can. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the last track, which is Savior. Uh, a great rocker. I, I, I love it. A great way to end uh, the original album and even to end, uh, you know, the remastered version, which shows me he must believe in his vision and how this is how it should end. And the song Savior, like he's Savior's a big veiny cock. I love Savior. Great song. What do you think, Senor Wayne? I like the song. It's a fucking cool way to end it. Um, plus, I dig the fucking ribbon solo. It's fucking sick ass. Shit. Badass. Just a fucking cool listen. Um, I dig it. Three out of five chopsticks. Dibbly dee. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Is that all these songs? Yeah, Ralph, this is the last one. What you think? Oh, I didn't say. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it. Savior is a great, great song. Uh, on my version is what ends it. Yes. And uh, it's a great ending. I give it four out of five. You know, oh, shit. Hold on. My tripod just fell. Uh-oh. I'm talking about a real tripod, not my big veiny cock. Uh. <laughs> big... Anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, it's a great song. A great way to end the album. It's, you know, uh, I know... Ian, I remember one of the things you said, and I do agree with you. Uh, uh, Ian says a great, uh, an album that ends where you want more is uh, is a sign of a great album. Well, you know, even though this ain't the best song on it, and and actually after this song, I feel this album content. I don't really want more. I felt like it was enough. It's one of those albums that once it was all said and done. I look back on the album and say, no, I don't need no more tracks. I am I am fulfilled, just like Hoffert would be fulfilled with <laughs> a, a big, big veiny cock. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, you have any notes on Resurrection? Uh, yes. It was produced by Roy Z, who uh, co-wrote almost all the tracks. It was released August 8, 2000. And, uh, well, you know... It, it didn't blow the doors sales-wise. I believe it made it to number uh, 72 in Uzbekistan. You know, so uh, they like their metal. And uh, Big Veiny Cocks. And Big Veiny Cocks. They, they, they like Big Veiny Goats in Uzbekistan. Uh, but but it, it's a, it was a great album. It was a, it was a return to metal for Hawford, which we all appreciated. Uh, you know, the, the, the live album, the, the album that followed up Crucible, was incredible, and then it all set up the stage for what everybody wanted, which was a return to Judas Priest. And that's where he belongs. I'm glad he's there. Uh, he's, he's made an, some other albums since Returning to Priest that I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, there was a Hawthorne 3 made of metal that was all right. He also made a fucking Christmas album, which I hate all Christmas albums. But even my beloved David Lee Roth could make a Christmas album. And I would download it, but I wouldn't listen to it, you know? Amen. Uh, yeah, I just, I hate Christmas music. Uh, but we're all thankful that he's back in Priest, where he belongs. There's talk now that they said they're already ready 
to follow up Redeemer of Souls. They want to keep going and keep knocking it out. And I say, man, as long as you can, keep doing it. Keep doing Just throw it against the wall. If it's a classic album, perfect. If it's even just an okay album, I just want to hear New Priest. I want to, you know, hear the bands that I love. You know, keep trying. Keep going for something. Uh, you know, I, I think it's incredible. You got some closing thoughts you'd like to share, Mr. Wang? Yeah, man. Um, like I had said previously, it's like I wasn't familiar with this album context of like I listened to it last month, whatever. I mean, I remember specifically buying it way back in the summer of 2000 and then listening to it and kind of ditching it for lack of a better word. But man, Halford was 50 years old when this shit was laid down, and I, I've had 15 years to reflect on it because obviously you guys are doing this podcast. I think it's cool. I think um, I think a lot of people kind of nailed on him after the two project with uh, John Five and Trent Reznor, which I'm a with Ian. I I love Nineties Nails and all that shit you were saying. But um, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a great comeback album. As a as a consensus of the whole album, looking at it, I give the album three out of five chopsticks, one egg roll, and two bam bam. All right, hey, um, but let me let me say this to you, Bill. Um, you did hear it in 2000. You were like, eh, you know, whatever. And then 15 years later, you revisit the album. And you have a new appreciation to it, where the zero turns to three. I ask you as a favor, because you are my friend. You are my friend, right? Ah, uh, fucking till the death. You love me like I love you, right? Even more. Oh shit! Now that's not. Now I'm scared. No, but because goddamn, <laughs> I I love you way too much, Wayne. So I don't I, know. I don't know how it's I, possible I, you can love me more. You know? I would say that again. You're breaking up. Uh, what was that? Yeah, you, you broke up when you were saying that, Ralph. Oh, me too. Well, I, I sound good on my end, so you're not good. Uh, I'm, 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 you love me. Redo that. <laughs> I'm not editing none of this shit out. Let, let all the breakups out. Because uh, this is pure love here. This is heterosexual. Oh, yeah. You see, this episode shows both, uh, both qualities of the human race. We are showing man love in a straight in a straight way, while we are reviewing uh, an artist that loves man love with a big veiny cock. This is a big veiny. This is a big veiny friendship. Yes, and I, I, I love it. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. And, the, and the beautiful thing is, each one of us have big titties rolling in our faces. So yes. it's all good, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, right, I mean, man. If we were sitting at home wishing we were having big titties rolling in our faces, then it would be a little bit suspicious if we love Alfred as much as we all do. But we love him, and we have big titties in our faces, so fuck everybody. Oh, That's hey, right. Ralph, fuck yeah. the haters. Fuck that, the haters. That's yeah, right. Fuck yeah, fuck them all, man. I don't give a fuck about them. But I love, I love, I love shining a light on them. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But uh, so, well, again, what I'm gonna go back to saying, since I love you so much and you love me, and it's a camaraderie we have, I'm gonna ask you a favor, and I know you will do this favor for me because you love me, man. Uh, not anytime soon, but. Revisit Resurrection more often, my friend. Because I have a feeling those chopsticks will grow. Okay? 
That's all I ask. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Alright, I'll, I'll give it a... Yeah. Well, it isn't like I gave it. Fuck. I gave it three out of five no. with a with a with an egg roll. No, I, I think mean, you know, I think I think your review was great. There's nothing bad about it. But since you did say it didn't really do nothing to you, and then 15 years later, you're like, whoa, this ain't as bad as I thought. Well, listen to it more because it may grow, and then you you're you're gonna have a fucking truckload of chopsticks. It's possible. And what better way to enjoy life? than having another record to add to your truckload of chopsticks collection. Am I right? Yes. You are so fucking absolutely right. And I, I told, I, I get, I get, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a big veiny chopstick. Yeah, well, yeah. Just for the record, hell, hell yeah, big veiny chopstick. But for the record, I still have a shitload of extra chopsticks from the Sabotage group. Oh, I, yeah. I still have some extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, oh, I, I'll, pull, I'll pull them out. And, and that's one, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you, you noticed on the page or not, Bill. Uh, that was an episode. It wasn't like one of our biggest episodes, but what I liked is a lot of people got turned on to Sabotage through that episode. So that means more even than numbers. Like a uh, uh, big fan of our show, Nate. Uh, Nate said he had no idea about Sabotage, and he ran out and bought it after that review and says he can't believe he never got into it before and couldn't stop playing it, so. I saw that same fucking comment by that yeah. dude, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, a, as, as somebody that, like Ian Ralph experienced the shit in the 80s, I was like, I'm all looking at that comment. It's like, man, exactly. Like fucking Watson said, score. That was beautiful. Never was into it when I was in your podcast, turned them on to it. I quit today, was good it, and I love sabotage, so. I was fucking doing was like that was fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, it was fucking awesome. I love it. Love it. Yeah, and I agree with that means way more than numbers, man. Oh because yeah, definitely. That's exactly. I mean, that's exactly why I started doing reviews on on uh, YouTube. Like my attitude was like, and it's my very first review ever was the very first Black Sabbath album. And that's what I say in that review. I say, if there's, I don't care, if there's one motherfucker I reach out there, then it makes it worth it. And a hundred million thousand views later, I did reach more than one motherfucker. And the tradition continues with the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. With the help of Bill Wang, we got yes. Nate, who I love Nate, by the way, yeah. who ordered uh, Thrasher Die Vinyl. Uh, you could pre-order your copy today. Uh, I could say that now because it's not going to be out till February. And you know, when we got Bill Wang on the show, we got to air this shit soon. So, oh, yeah. so, uh, oh, hell yeah. and Nate has been such a supporter of Thrasher Die and Combat. I mean, he runs around with Thrasher Die and Combat shirts. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a great, great supporter. And people like that mean the world. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Hello? Thank oh, you, Bill. God, why wouldn't he? Thank you, Bill. And that, man. That's why people like you, uh, Wang, and, and uh, Nate, and to a certain extent, Ian. Nah, Ian too. I always have to throw a little jab, but I love Ian too. I love Ian as much as all you motherfuckers. Because you all believe in me. You all buy my product. And uh, you all enjoy it. And I mean, what better thing can I... And I enjoy it. And I will tell you this. For every motherfucker that loves Thrasher Dyer in combat... I get the same exhilaration when I turn people on to stuff they never heard of. Like, I'll give you an example, Warrior. 
the Van Warrior, when I did that review, so many people were like, dude, I've never heard this shit. This shit's amazing. And they go out, run out, and buy the copy, and the same thing happened. And I told you, Ian, I said it to Ian, I said, let's do a sabotage review because we need to turn people on. And I bet you anything, if we do this episode with Bill, with Wang, because he's a big fucking sabotage fan, he's going to show the enthusiasm as much as I am, and people are going to get yeah. sucked in, and now people understand the greatness of Chris Oliva. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Nate said not only did we turn him on to uh, Sabotage, but now he's also a fan of Big Fanny Cox. So it, it was a life-changing <laughs> Wow. Wow. And, and, he, and he hasn't even heard this episode yet. Then he's going to be really fanatical about Big Fanny Cox. And Nate, just to <laughs> let you know, bro, I'm not gay, but I will respect you even if you like Big Vaney Cox. Because after all, I love Halford, and who loves more Big Vaney Cox than Halford? Nobody. All, all I'm gonna say, is, all I'm gonna say, Nate, is if you go full-blown Big Vaney Cox, you gotta shave that beard, because you're gonna give some poor guy a fucking rash from hell. You gotta get rid of that <laughs> dynasty shit. Now you could hurt somebody. Well, you know, That's... maybe, but then again, maybe he can get some straight guys that are into Bush. Yeah. You know, and they, they could just pretend he's just banging a, a big hairy bush. <laughs> oh boy, this... yeah, I never thought about it. I never thought about it like that, but Nate, you do have a great big bushy pussy face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can not only you can not only enjoy straight of uh, gay guys, but you can get some straight guys straight guys that like that big. Hey, hey. But maybe Nate is not gay. And let me apologize right now beforehand. It was Ian that brought it up, Nate. And you know I love you, bro. You know I'm not gay. And maybe you're not gay. And me and you, man, we, you know, we'll hang one day. I promise you. I know we had to cancel the New York show and you were going to it. But I promise you, one day we're coming up there and we're going to play, hopefully, your house, bro. You know, if you got plugging, we'll do a whole fucking show just for you, Nate, and your big, hairy bush face. <laughs> hey, it's only gay if you look down, and if you look down on Nate, you'll think it's a big hairy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Nate. I love you, man. Yeah, man. yeah Nate, Nate, no. In, in the end, Nate is a really stand-up guy. I love the hell out of him, even if he has a big pussy, bushy face. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter to me, buddy. What matters is what's in the inside. Yeah, it's all pink on the inside, Nate. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we got to get a new pick of the week. Poor Nate. Hey, Nate, Poor if Nate. you do shave, make it like one of those fucking landing strips. Yeah, there you go. I like that. <laughs> all right. Nate's famous. He loves it. Nate is famous. He loves it. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, right. I'm curious. Bill, do you have any fish or Because you're always covered up like, you know, 70s kiss. You have like a little mustache. Oh, you do. You have a. Si- you have a Elizabeth's flavor saver. Oh, okay. oh, hey, that's a great term, man. I gotta remember that. Hell yeah. Three weeks is Friday. I'm gonna be in North Carolina three weeks is Friday. You see my love. Hopefully, I'll see you. Yeah. You tell you tell Gina that me and Ian love her, man. That she's a supporter of the of the podcast and the show, and we can't think of a better person to be with our favorite person, Wang. 
Sober guy, you think that's drunk? <laughs> All right, well, let's, we're running real long here. We're running long like Howie. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right, let's go into pick of the week. Senor Wang, since you are our guest, do you have a pick of the week ready? I certainly do, brother. Let's hear it. All right, I'm gonna go out of the box, and uh, it's a band that. My daddy on to Mr. Vietnam veteran daddy. But uh, I'm going to pick the 1980 live album from the Kinks called One for the Road. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have that on vinyl, Wang. I love that fucking album. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right, you guys like it. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, my dad had it on vinyl. Great album. Yeah, I mean, me too. My dad Great pick. And I'm as old as both your dads, and I have that album. No, you're the same age as me, brother. So. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Wayne. That's and, true. and I'll tell you what. One of the greatest moments of my life was watching Ray Davies from the Kinks from the side of the stage with Rick Nielsen and Tom Peterson for Cheap Trick. And, uh, man, uh, Ray, Ray Davies was incredible. I, I always heard these stories about him being a real prick, so I was scared to go up and talk to him, but I was like... When am I ever going to get a chance to, to meet him again? So I, uh, I said, fuck it. I went up to him and started talking to him. He couldn't have been a nicer English gentleman. He was so cool. I was like, I was like, you know, Mr. Davies, I, I love your work. I was raised on your music. And he couldn't have been more nicer and, and really appreciative and, and, you know, gave me a couple minutes. And uh, I'm very thankful. That's fucking awesome. When was that, Rodzilla? Uh, that... There's a festival that happens here every Halloween weekend uh, called Voodoo right. Fest, and I got oh to, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to work in one year, and uh, it was it was just amazing. Uh, I think I've, I've told the story before. You but, have, you have. Uh, you you watched it with Rick Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I stepped out back to have a smoke, and uh, you know I I've gone total fanboy on Rick Nielsen, and he kind of like like got scared. I think and walked away, and then he came out. He's like, who's on stage? 
I was like, oh, it's Ray Davies from the Kinks. And he looks at me and goes, hey, why don't we go watch Ray Davies from the Kinks? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then Tom Peterson comes up and introduces himself. I'm like, fuck, I know who you are, man. This is awesome, and it it was an incredible show. The Kinks, very important to music, very underrated. As much Hell as, yeah, hell yeah, brother. As much as they're held in high regard, they are still underrated. So in the hard rock world, in yes, the hard rock world. Yeah. In in general, I think you know, like oh, I know, yeah. you know, I know, uh, you know, Lola, and I know this song, but they, they have so many albums, and uh, everybody check them out. And, yeah. Again, awesome pick. I'm going to go to my pick of the week, and this is a band that I just saw the other night. Uh, that was incredible. They got back together, even though there's a few new members, and now they abbreviated their name to just Super Joint. But when I first tur- got turned on to them, they were Super Joint Ritual. And I'm talking about their second album, A Lethal Dose of American Hatred. And I really dug this album. I liked the first one. But, you know, it was it was songs that were written over, like, you know, different periods and everything. And where this album was, they did a tour, they got together, it was more cohesive and more of, like, just, it had a great flow to it. You know, it's songs like fucking, uh, you know, Waiting for the Turning Point, Dressed Like a Target, uh, The Knife Rises, The Horror. I mean, I mean, just amazing, amazing tracks. A great hardcore kind of crossover type band. Super Joint Ritual, now knows right. Super Joint. Uh, I love it. Check out A Lethal Dose of American Hatred. I love that album. Fuck yeah. Love it. Love it. Ralph, what do you got? Well, I got to revisit that one because I don't really remember it. I do. What's the one that's called Just Once and Use Once and Destroy? Is that the first yeah. one? Yeah, Use Once and Destroy. <laughs> no, I love yeah. that. And I've seen Super Joint live once and they were fucking phenomenal. This was when Dime was still alive. And when I saw Super Joint Live, uh, Phil said on stage, Pantera will get back together. He said that, and that was when Dime was still alive and they were having that war of words at the time. But Phil right. said it on stage, Pantera will return. So, you know, you don't hear much of that. Okay, my wow. pick my pick of the week is a first. We've, I've never, nobody has ever had a pick of the week like mine. I am going to have a pick of the week this week on a past episode of an album we reviewed. So therefore, I'm going to really have two picks of the week because what can I say about my pick of the week musically is Crocus Headhunter. I listened to it this morning. I love it so much. I feel like I know we reviewed it, but I want to give it another plug. Maybe somebody didn't listen to that episode. You're not aware of Headhunter. So do yourself a favor because I think that's a phenomenal album. It's uh, epic, 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 epic album. Love it, Rob. Yes, it's a great album. Featuring that, that Rob Halford. Yes. And, it right. produced, and produced by Tom Allman. Yes. Uh, there you go. He's and produced. one thing I will point out, that was another one that, uh, and, and I hope the same thing happened with the Sabotage episode. That one initially, very low ratings, but as time went by, people went back and revisited it. And the numbers were fantastic. So sometimes, people, oh, good, good. yeah, sometimes people skip some episodes. You know, like, oh, I don't know about that album. But listen to a majority of our fans because we have so many fans that say, hey, I might not know that uh, album or I don't like that band, but they still enjoy the episode. Man, check out every fucking episode because you never know what you're gonna get turned on to. You may think you have this preconceived notion of a band or you wrote them off. But, you know, Ralph does such an amazing job when he edits these episodes, and he puts the music in the background and everything, and you might hear something 
that changes your mind. Plus, it's always A plus fucking comedy with us. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. And you, so, th- so, you you add Bill to the mix, and you know it's fucking. Oh, our most gold. popular guest ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, 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 dude. I mean, I didn't really want that to be my only pick of the week because you know people that you know, it's something we've talked about extensively. So I figure I want to throw in a movie pick, which which we don't do. And uh, Ian, you can see me on video. You ever seen this movie? It's called American Gothic. I, I saw it a long time ago. I rented it from a shelf station that rented VHS. Uh huh. Did you like it? I, I remember not being a fan. But okay. Dude, I, I was like 14 when I saw that movie. All right. Well, maybe, you know, you know, me and, me and you differ a lot. So maybe you would still feel the same way. I don't know. Have you ever heard of American Gothic, uh, Wang? It's a 80s movie. <laughs> no. It's it's the uh, God of Wadis. I love Wadis. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys re- do you remember that, like in the 80s you could rent VHS movies everywhere. At a, at a gas station? <laughs> at, at a Shell gas station on so, Kennedy Drive in Kankakee, so, Illinois, I used to rent VHS movies. Wow. And, and me and my dad rented this one time. Uh, like at two, at 2 in the morning, we were out. It was a 24-hour gas station. And my dad's like, oh, i never seen this. It's got Rod Steiger in it. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I just re- and, and a Bon DiCarlo from yes. uh, the Monsters. I remember not liking it, but... Man, that was so many years ago. I, I'll give it another chance. It I mean, it, it is a bizarre, fucked up movie, though. And I love this movie. I think, you know, it's, you can tell it's kind of a cheaply made movie. I mean, the movie starts with, like, a scene. Of, you know, it's just very bizarre movie of these people that take a trip to an island. Or they're, they're playing fucks up and they land on an island. And they bump into these two people that own a house. And they're very old-fashioned. And then they have these kids that are in their 50s that are acting like kids and running around, playing with dollies that are really corpses of people. It's a really fucked up movie. And uh, I love it. it. You know, I am a fan of movies that are not really well made. And this is one of them. And I don't know if it's gonna be appealing to people, but I think the plot of the movie is excellent. The delivery is somewhat a hokey at parts and very, very disturbing. Like that, the girl that plays the child, She's like 50 years old, she's bloated, and she runs around like, hi, you wanna play? Hi, you wanna see my dolly? You know, it's just so fucking bizarre. And then you have these these two brothers that, you know, they think they're 10 years old too, and they're in their 50s. And it's just, and I just love the way it ends. It's, it's a great fucking movie, it's disturbing, it's a horror movie, and it's just fucking out there. So that's my pick of the week, American Gothic. Not to be confused with I know there was some TV show called American Gothic. No, this is from the 80s starring Rod Steiger. It's a, it's a really fucked up movie, so check it out. Ian, do you have that DVD? Ian. No, no, I don't I don't have it. I do, I do. I was going to say, bring, bring it here to San Francisco. We can watch it when I, well, I'll, I'll get some really killer hash. We'll all right, all right. Hey, hey, I, hey, I, I, got, I bought this on Amazon years ago before the podcast for like five right. bucks. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I might have a copy on Betamax, so I'll have to think I'm out Betamax. <laughs> Send it to Wadzilla, Doctor Fuck. Yeah, I actually, I'll, 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 burn you, I'll burn you a copy. I'll burn you a copy. Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, now we got to get into fan of the week, and uh, 
man of the week. We may have to edit this because I don't know if I picked this guy before. If either of you remember this, please let me know. You know, you know, Ian, why can't a fan of the week be a fan of the week more than once? Why? All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. If he was already fan of the week, I have no problem with him being one again. And if he wasn't already, shame on me for not having to be fan of the week. But this is somebody who's very near and dear to our guest, and, and this is somebody I really love too, even though I haven't met him yet. But I'm talking about William Clare, aka Chubby. And uh, man, he's a he's a friend of Bill's, a lifelong friend of Bill's, and he's a great fan of the show. And he sent me something the other day on the Facebook page that really, really made me feel good. He said he loved the picks that I put up. You know, Monday through Friday, I do the, the three picks and the four videos. He said he loved all the selections and they were cheering him up because it was the anniversary of his mother's passing. And he was having a bad day. And he goes, all oh, these songs cheer me up. He said, if you could, could you post Heading Out for the Highway by, by Priest? You know, and I was like, brother, you got it. So I put it up there. I posted it for him and in honor of his mother. And, uh, man, he said that really made his day. And this is a cool dude that I'm really looking forward to meet when I go out to the Bay Area to hang out with Senior Wang. William Clare, a.k.a. Chubby, you are our fan of the week. I appreciate you, brother. Fuck yeah, William oh, Clare. Yeah. yeah, awesome, man. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, he is the real deal. Me and that motherfucker saw Ride the Lightning Tour twice, uh, Master yeah. Puppets Tour, Masters uh, of the Faith Tour together. Yeah, this is the real motherfucking metal. Man, this guy's the real deal. That's so cool, man. I so appreciate you picking that guy. Yeah. He is my dog. I love him forever. And he just had a brand new granddaughter was just born. So Right, 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 right. Yeah, fuck yeah. Congratulations. Fuck yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations, man. I'm happy to hear it. Hey, you know, Ian, you know what my goal is? That, goal? that one week I'm going to be fan of the week for Bill Wang. Bill Wang's going to make me fan of the week. Because <laughs> I am a big fan of Wang. So hopefully, I'm talking about Bill Wang, not like the big, not a big veiny Wang. <laughs> All right. Well, now I got to get into this shit. You know why I always got to talk about. If you're not there already, why aren't you on the Facebook page? Over 1,200 people strong now. Uh, man, it, it's a lot of fun. Join the page, man. All you got to do is send a request. We'll take you in. Uh, join the fucking madhouse. Check us out on podbeat.com and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. Also on the Podbean link, uh, on the Podbean page, there's links to all kinds of shit, including our Amazon page. Please, whatever you were already going to buy, go to Amazon using that link. You can buy whatever, and I get a little kickback, and I appreciate that. Check us out on thatmetalstation.com, where you can hear us Sundays and Thursdays. And after our show airs, you get to hear The Dr. Buck Show, which is doing amazing right now. Awesome show. Awesome thank show. You, thank you. I love it. Yeah, and Bill, and Bill joined us last week on... Uh, the chat room and uh yeah yeah it was a lot of fun it was the ask dr fuck show which i should do more often and 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 ian let the people know how they can hear uh the podcast rock and metal combat podcast and the dr fuck show if they're not home near a computer 
Oh yeah, if you're not in front of your computer, all you gotta do is download a free app. Doesn't matter if you got an Android or an Apple. It's TuneIn Radio. <laughs> it's a free app, you download that, then all you gotta do is type in that metal station. So no matter where you're at, you know, if you got your phone by you, you can hear that metalstation.com. And you should because it's doing amazing. And not only can you check out our podcast and the Dr. Fuck Show, you can also check out our good friend and super fan, Mike Tyler, who has two shows, one Tuesday to one Friday night. So check it out, thatmetalstation.com. Also check us out on the Indie Authority, where you can hear us Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And there's all kinds of different shit there, all kinds of different shows. Uh, the Rock Show with Joe and Gully you can now hear on the Indie Authority and all kinds of different shit. Also, check out some podcasts that we believe in, friends of our show, that promote us as well. Decibel Geek Podcast. Tremendous fucking show. Check it out. Um, also, Mars Attacks, man. Amazing podcast. And uh, the, the leader of that, Victor Ruiz, he's got Ear Peeler, which uh, go to that website because they let you know about all the different podcasts different interviews and stuff. He does a lot for podcasters. Please support Mars Attacks. Also, uh, another podcast that I didn't know actually listens to us, History Science Theater, a great KISS podcast. And, uh, Ralph, what's uh, your friend's podcast? Barbarian Rage. My boys, Barbarian Rage. Uh, they just recently put up a video of my uh, my appearance on their recent episode where every time I talk, they showed footage of me kicking that garbage can. I love that shit. Yeah. And, you know, other little zany footages of me. And those guys are great, man. And they are and, and they love the show, man. I mean, um, they listen to us. And, and they listen to the Dr. Fuck. They've been great supporters of me forever, way before I even knew you. I mean, I'm talking about like three, four years ago, I've been a guest on Barbarian Rage. There's just, and you know the funny thing about Barbarian Rage? When they had me on the show, they called me like 10 minutes before. Hey, are you free? Can you get on the show right now? I'm like, let's do it, dude. You know, most of the times they call me, I'm free. There was one time they called and I was like knee deep in pussy. That wasn't like a big bushy, you know, like 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 Nate's face. It was a yeah. nice, clean, <laughs> shaven pussy. I was balls deep in it when they were calling me. So that was the only time I wasn't ready for Barbarian Rage. But let me tell you something, man. If I don't have pussy in front of me, I will always be on Barbarian Rage because those guys roll. I love it. Right. And, and even if you are in pussy, five seconds later, you'll be ready to do Yeah, yourself. yeah. I mean, if you could just give me five seconds. You know? <laughs> All right. And then another one that is near and dear to our heart, a former uh, guest on the show. And I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to play his own commercial. And that's something I want to get from all these podcasts we talk about. We're going to get commercials from you and let you talk about your show. But right now, from here from the man himself, Ken Mills, talking about all right kiss army since 2007 you've been getting podcast the kiss audio fanzine for your ears that's right it's your podcast every month the podcast crew along with the kiss room brings you kiss talk like no one else whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present analysis and great kiss fun Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears.
right, that was great. That is the Podfather. And I also want to give a little shout out to Metal Messiah Radio and Jet. I love her and I wish she was single so I could be balls deep in her vagina, which I'm I'm pretty sure it's shaved. Nice. All right, well, if you enjoyed this show, and we know you did. Well, unless unless you're Jet's husband, I don't think you enjoyed this show. I, I just ended it bad. Well, come back next week. We might not have Bill Wang here, but we do have another returning guest. Wait, I have something to say. I want to also give a, a nice, um, you know, like, uh, good luck to our buddies who started a new podcast called The Ironcast. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want, it, they, they're brand new. They just put up their first episode. It's Luke Innes, right? Greg yes. Barnes, and yeah. and the third one? Mr. T from Germany. <clears throat> Mr. T from Germany. They got together and they have a thing called the Ironcast. Now, I wish them all the luck in, in the world, but I'm kind of jealous because I love that name, Ironcast. I wish I would have thought of that one. But, okay, I'm sorry I cut you off. I just had to give a plug to three, three people that are fans of our shows that are starting their own uh, podcast and best of luck to you guys, man. Agreed, agreed. Best of luck. Alright, well next week we might not have Bill Wayne, but we do have another returning guest. And that is the one and only Flavo Flav is going to be here next week. He was on the show before? Yeah, you don't remember that one? Fuck, man. Oh yeah. Nah, I don't. Uh, yeah, boy, Flavor Flavor's in the house, and we are going to talk about Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part Dose. Oh, Part Two. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Got the time. He's got that big-ass clock. I want out. <laughs>